Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Welcome to Sewing Out Loud, the official podcast of ZD Sewing Studio. Here are your hosts, ZD and Mallory. Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue. And I'm ZD Donahue. AKA Toothless. Ah, yeah. Bad news. I got to take a picture of you. Yeah, sure. I'm going to let you publish that. Uh, hey, what are you missing? Is that an eye tooth or a canine? No, it's my front incisor. Incisor, it's, it's next me. to my front incisor. That it's really cute. Yeah. <laughs> she uh, she has a, a a fake one, a spare. She says she lisps with it, so I get to look at her toothless face. Yeah, have to look. Actually, I can't because I can't I was see it. Say the pop shield's the in the way. Thing, yeah, the shield's yeah. in the way. Thank you. I should just walk around with the pop shield in front of me. <laughs> It really feels like a huge hole. Well, you have spinach or chives in your teeth right now. So oh, really? You're talking about me. Oh, I made a yeah. really nice sound right, right then yeah. into the microphone. Yeah. She's sucking her chives <laughs> out of her teeth. Okay. Well, it's me. Now that you all have a mental picture of what we look like today. Me and my toothless podcast co-host, okay. Uh, today we're going to talk about how ZDs, or our fabric library, developed over time. Just... Trying to, um, I'm just going to kind of, we are in our studio, you know, we record in our sewing studio, and I'm going to sort of go around the room, I might even leave the microphone for just a minute, and like point at things and be like, where'd you get this? <laughs> and we'll talk about- And like I'm supposed to remember everything. Well, okay. and talk about why you got it, maybe where you got it, you know, what happened yeah. um, for you to get it. What and then, phase of sewing I happen to be in at you the You know, time. and like why you're keeping it, or what it's come up come back up and uh, been useful for, right? Okay. That's kind of where I'm coming from here because I think uh, that this comes up a lot in the group, you know, how much fabric does everyone have and how much do you keep or do you only buy and, for And projects? most people don't have like 500 square feet in their home right. dedicated to a studio. Sure. Right. So we thought we'd just dig into um, – how this fabric library came to exist, and we thought you all might find it interesting. So, um, let's start off. <laughs> I'm, I'm with the bolts in the corner. Yeah, the bolts in the corner. Uh, so things have been moved around a lot, you know, as the shop has been moved to the to our home to our studio. But quite a few of those bolts over there, and I'm talking like long rolls of fabric. She's not talking a flat bolt. She's talking a round bolt. Round bolt. Right. Uh, they Five foot high. Range from I would say yeah, like forty five to sixty inches, in in width of fabric, 
and there's a lot of dot sequin over there. And when I say a lot, I mean a bolt that it's like the thickness of my hand. There has to be like 30 yards of pink dot sequin right there. Right there, yeah. Yeah. What? Why? Why do you and have that? the blue that? is gone, right? Oh, the blue is gone. I, I know is I that used right? the, I think I used the blue one. And there's green and there's gold. There's, at one time, there was gold, green, pink, and blue. Yes. Bolts of dot sequin. Bolts of dot sequin. Why? Double you, bolt. Two bolts of each, I believe. Why were. Why did you have Well, those? it started out as a show choir um, costume. I can't even remember which costume it started out as. Right. Because that number got nixed. Okay. (laughs) So I had whatever it was, like three or four hundred yards of dot sequin. Uh Uh-huh. I can't remember it at all. I can remember it getting Nick. What I remember is how, what I remember most of it about it was how am I going to store this? Yeah. (laughs) Because dot sequins are plastic sequins that are glued on this, you know, Lurex mesh. Mesh, yeah. Right? And I thought, can't store it where it gets too hot because the sequins or all will the dot fall sequins are yeah. fall off. And I was pretty sure that, you know, um, well, and now what you have to know is I ordered this wholesale or I bought this wholesale. I actually, there used to be a wholesale. There used to be a supplier in Kansas City. And I used to drive up there and I would just shop their warehouse generally for shows, you know, and then pack my car up full of bolts of fabric and come back so you had to buy a bolt by the bolt and you could not take it back right right so i had these eight bolts of dot sequin um and so i had to store them and i had to decide so i actually they were in my own personal bedroom closet for a year (laughs) because to be temperature controlled because i wanted them i was worried about them not being temperature controlled and thinking I would use them again. And I did use them the next year. Well, let's talk about this dot sequin. Mm-hmm. Our, what, I mean, this is like a legacy here. I'm, you know. I'm trying to think. So this is Lindsay's sophomore or junior year. Well, I know I have the gold dress, and I was like 10 or 11. Yeah, that was well after this, because Lindsay was a senior by that gold dress. So I had already Oh, made, is that right? Well, what I wound up making. Mm-hmm. Using it for the next year was Sam. You made the pants too long. Yes, I don't know if anybody knows that song, but you made the coat and dress fit the best. You made the lining nice and strong, but Sam, you made the pants too long. There you go. Good so, job. Anyway, <laughs> you can look it up on the internet. Uh, Alexa will play it for you. I tried the other day. Did I she? played it for um. I played it for Jerome. So uh, yeah. So that dot sequin, though, has been used. You kept it around. Are you glad well, you kept it around? You know, I needed to make long pants. <laughs> That's right. So that year, it wound up actually going over the dresses I had made the year before. It worked out really well. We stuffed the dresses down in these long, like, what I made was, like, oversized overall pants. Uh-huh. They had big sequin suspenders, and they were too long, and they drug on the uh, ground. Right. So I used quite a bit of it mm-hmm. then, and I used uh, three colors. Yes. You know, I used the I used the pink and the green and the blue that year. Yeah. Um, and do you know, Lindsay got the solo in that. She Probably because her mom made the costume. Well, no, <laughs> that came first, actually. <laughs> but uh, she had the solo, and we went to Disney World, so she was center stage at Disney World with those. 
with Sam those pants. pants on. Yeah, and the girls loved the pants. They just absolutely – so it was an all-girls group, too. Right. So actually it had to be Lindsay's sophomore year then. So this Dodd sequin has served so many more right. purposes. Right. And actually, I made you a bag right. for your B12. You did. For my B12 we know syringes and vials. Every So I'm supposed to give mom her B12 shot every month. And uh, I won't go into detail about what happened the other day because I know that some people get squeamish about that. But every time I'd go to give it to you, you'd be like, well, I got the, the syringes here and the B12 <laughs> here. Right. And the, the. So for one year for Christmas, I used Annie Soft and Stable and the Dot Sequin, and I made you this just huge And it's bright bag. fuchsia pink. It's, yes. It's like really, Dot know, Sequin, yes. and I was like, well, you can put everything in here. And you were like, this is really big. And I was like, I know. I, but like, we'll find it. Yes, it and it lost. was definitely too big for all right. the materials needed. But anyway, that Dot Sequin has served us well because it, then it went on to, I made the gold into another costume like the next year. Yes, yes. Yeah, you know, and obviously we still have some left over. Lindsay graduated high school in 2001. Right. So that dot sequin is 20 years old. Yeah. And, and we've stored it well. Yes, we have. And it's still going strong. I yeah. mean, yep. we still use things out of it. So we let's, do. let's move over to a different part. Well, we could do a whole thing on dot I sequin, I swear. We did. We did. A, right. We've done a podcast on Oh, we did. On You're right. Sequin. We did. And how to sew it and everything. It's I very interesting. I was thinking we could do a whole podcast right. episode on this corner. You know what's funny? I'm studio. looking around and we have sequins in almost every corner of this place. Okay. It depends on what kind, but we've got them. Let's talk about your um, your little collection over here. The black and white. Tell collection. us about that that portion of the fabric library. That section. That's my black and white um, collection. Uh huh. I like black and white. I like beige and black or taupe and black, sort of. But it's mostly black and white. And it actually, if it's a black and white stripe, it gets to go there instead of the stripe collection. Yeah. So how many like? Talk about how the many dimension. do you think I have? Talk about how because I think some people might be like, "There's a little drawer of black okay. and white fabric." So it is one, two, three. It's is it? I guess it's like three shelves on a that are four inches, four feet, four yeah, four feet <laughs> wide, and like a about a cube because the bottom of it has some other stuff in it. So it, it's it's a rack, a um, metal rack, and all of the fabric is sushied up, and we've talked about how we sushi our fabric, which means that I have folded it and rolled it, and so it's like it's in these rolls that are approximately 12 to 14 inches long, right, so that uh-huh. I can shove them in there and see the end of the roll. Right. And then I usually I tie them or um, usually with a knit or a piece of scrap fabric And or the something. pieces of fabric in there we know range from – they could be as small as maybe a yard or half a I, yard. I don't think, oh, no. Nothing There's nothing that small. that's a half yard in there. I think everything's at least three yards, and there are more. Up to, we know that that one uh, piece of fabric we got out was 10 yards. Yeah, now we got out a 10-yard piece <laughs> that I had bought. If you're a ZigZag member, if you remember the... Um, the live broadcast we did in the button-up month. It had a gray and a black stripe and a little lurex, a we little did, metallic. We did mini piping on yeah. button-ups or how to insert right. it into seams. And I got this fabric out because, like, oh, it's a stripe. And then I was like, I this is my realization as I go through this fabric. This is cool. This is a black and white and 
metallic silver stripe, like a pinstripe. Gray in it too. Kind of gray, whatever. A little bit. Whatever. Oh, I think that's on like this where the silver. Oh, is. is that where the silver is? Gee, this is neat. A neat pattern. And Sam and I are unrolling it. We're like, this is a stretch woven. It stretches <laughs> on the cross screen. Um, how cool? No, this ha- this has like spandex in it. Right. Okay. And then we're unrolling it, and we're like. There's 10 yards of this because it was like 30. The ticket was on it. Yeah, the ticket was on it. You paid three bucks a yard and you I paid actually like. I actually think I got it at a big box store that starts with a W. Yes. Yeah, so you got so much of this fabric that it could be made into, I uh, know, <laughs> made into a shirt dress uh, with some pieces on the bias. That's right. Uh, is what I was really excited about doing with it. But yeah, that fabric is, it's like the coolest stuff. Yeah. It's so neat. So when you find cool fabric for $3, I bought 30. 10 yards yeah, of it. <laughs> I bought $30 worth of it. Um, so, But it's not all stripes, I guess. It's black and white. So no, there's like no, it's not all stripes. There's there, I, li- I use a lot of black and white stripe. Um, uh-huh. Or I tended to at one time. I like to use it to, um, I would often... If I made something like a purse or a bag, I would often use it for the strapping or the piping or something like that to, it would stop the eye. Right. So I'd have something very colorful and then the black and white would stop the eye. So sometimes people ask, oh, do you organize your fabric by type or by color or by this or by size? I yes. Think it, <laughs> yeah, right. You know, you know from like your work, right. your right. your work um, what I want to say, it's like, sort of organized by how I used it or worked, yeah, right? Yeah, you're right. Like, oh, I'm always just I want to know where the black and white fabric is, right. whether it is silk or poly right. or stretch right. woven or this right. or that. You just want to know where the black and white right. stuff is. And there's some, uh, you know, there's that big home deck black and white there, and actually there's some over here. You know, the bolts kind of got mixed up. Yeah, when we our, moved. They aren't as organized. The as way they used that to we, be. I think we're gonna rearrange again. Right. Our filming space. We're getting. We're gonna be able to move it hopefully right. into a different room. This will be part of the fabric library where we're sitting right now. Yes. Uh, so so let's talk about your home deck section. It's there. Yes, it's next to the black and white stripes. Some of it's on bolts. Some of it is not. Um. Some of it is samples from my furniture, my favorite furniture store where they used to call me up and say, hey, you want these samples? And we used to get, you know, the swatches from them. Okay. If you know of a furniture store in your area and you make friends with them. Or a decorator. A decorator. They may agree to give you their swatch books. So what happens you- is every year they rotate those and, you know, they can... They really, most of them wind up in a dumpster. Okay, you need to be careful what you wish for when you, <laughs> when you, when you are the yeah. receptacle, the recipient right. for these fabrics. Because right. we got a couple stores and a couple customers who would bring us these swatch books, and we had shelves and right. shelves, and we would go through them, cut them up, and so what if what have the swatch books been en- ended up as? Well, purses, um, read bags were some of them, I think. Some of them. Guide class, uh, kits. When Linda and Jane taught the guide class, they they made those little um, pin pin cushion kits, and they would use those for those. No, talk about reusing, Um, you know, and recycling or whatever. Actually, I think I made, I used part of them when I made Catherine's vest uh, for being the rabbit in. I used them to make stockings, patchwork stockings. Yeah, we used that purses because you might get a swatch of some fabric that's like a silk right 
woven right. or like a digitally printed something. Or just something or that you really, just something that's really clever. Pillows we made a lot of, or pillow yes. backs. Uh-huh. Made uh-huh. a lot of just the pillow back where I made something else or I had embroidery on the front or something like that. So they wound up being the back. Right. That was the dog beds. Dog beds. <laughs> Always dog beds. Lots of dog beds. Good pillows. dog beds. So a ton of, so home deck, and we like to use home deck actually I think this would be a fun, um, like, article in the zine or something. We really like to use, like, the chenille, the drapey chenille home deck as blankets. As, as like, we throws. Cr- yeah, what we, we call throws, throws out right. of them. We make, I, ma- I like a throw to be, like, six feet long and then, like, the 45 or 53 wide. wide. Whatever the width is. And then I make it like six feet long. And then you put cotton on the back. And then generally, I, and, right? but usually it's a cotton for home deck. Home deck. Too. It's a lot of a chintz. Uh, get, and I don't put anything in the middle. Right. And I really like that weight because I like the cotton up against me and I like the weightiness of it. I have a throw like that downstairs right. that I made year. I mean, it must have been. Now like, we pre wash this stuff and then so we, it can th- yeah, go you in, put the it in the washer. Yeah, and dryer. Yeah. Right. So that's like one of our favorite blankets to make. Right. Um, instead of. You know, we don't like to quilt. You know, right. we don't want to, like, piece together stuff. But right. sometimes you can get really cool home deck fabric. And for some reason, I just don't like those fleece throws. <laughs> really? Anyway. Yeah, don't say. Yeah, I don't <laughs> make a fleece throw. Well, we have, we skipped over the silk. Let's talk about the silk real Oh, quick. yeah, the silk. Because the reason we skipped over the silk yeah, is because us. it's in cubes, like wire cubes. But it is covered by a... Um, by fabric, by a white Sheets, cover like, sheet, yeah. right? I don't think it's a sheet. It's something no, else. sure, but but it, um, because we want it to get air, uh huh. But we don't want it to get light or moisture. That's right. And um, so it's it's covered, and it says silk in a big sign on it, so that we don't forget where it is. But we did skip <gasps> Look, it. Sam spelled silk wrong. No, no, I like didn't get it. she didn't. Oh. <laughs> I it's like when it's like no, make her look we over did have somebody work for us one time, and we had we were labeling things at the shop, <laughs> and um, we had a bunch of Dupioni silk at the time because we what were we making out of that? I don't know. We had um, yeah. Why did we carry that? We carried we carried Dupioni because we we had a lot of silk projects. We were making a lot of purses. I know yeah. at that time, and but anyway, she did not was not fabric savvy. And so she printed out the uh, sign off the computer, and it said Poopioni. Silk Poopioni. So we had Silk Poopioni. And then we thought we'd gotten it, like, no, and then, okay, so we kept the sign. Right. We, we told her about sign. it. We were That's like, this right. is hilarious. It says Poopioni on it, you know, and um, we thought it was so funny, so we hung it in the back, and then we had somebody new start working for us. And they saw the sign in the back. Right. They brought it out to the front and that's put it right. on the silk at one point because she. I think she had said like, "What's this stuff?" I was like, "Oh, that's silk too, peony." And she, and then she just like took it upon herself to like take that sign and put it the on back there. and put it on there. And so it was. It just got to be funny all over again. But yeah, I think we still have the sign someplace. Silk poopy. I think we do too. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, let's take a little break and let's get into some of the things that we store in tubs after the break. Okay. Okay. Taking a break. Hey, Mal. Hey, Mom. I heard you were easy. Oh, no! What does that mean? No, it means what what you, I think what you really heard was, Wow, Mallory, your easy tea looks so good on you. Oh, that, you know, 
I should have known that it was something about something you made. Like you said, you're getting into your golden years. Sometimes... (laughs) You know, miss mishearing things. It happens. No, you're right? the one that mishears things. <laughs> I know this. You make lapel pins about it. Okay, so uh, I am currently wearing an Easy Tee, and I wear them all the time. Uh, the Easy Tee is a semi-fitted short sleeve T-shirt made out of a woven fabric, and you draft the Easy Tee to fit your measurements by taking the EZT class. Well, how do I take this class? It's an online class that you can watch anytime on SoHere.com. To purchase the class, go to SoHere.com slash EZT. That's just E-A-S-Y-T. Is this on my computer? It's on your computer. It's on your phone. It's on your iPad. The class is divided up into short easily consumable segments, some of which you may not ever need to watch ever again, but some of which you might want to revisit. So you have the ability to mark lessons as completed and also to star lessons so you can go back and revisit the ones that are most important to you. And I can vouch Mallory's easy tea is a lot easier than Mallory is. Once again, go to SoHere.com slash EZT to begin your pattern drafting journey. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all. Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. We're back. Oh, yes, we are. All right. Our sea of fabric. Our sea of fabric. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go away from the microphone, and I'm gonna look at some tubs and like hold them okay. up. Okay. And, and some of like, those tubs are not permanent tubs. They were became tubs because we moved. That's right. Right. So I just want to point to some tubs, and you need to be like, oh, this says this, and and talk about them a little bit. Okay. So. Oh give, my gosh, it's like a, a test. Give me a moment. Tubs that aren't labeled. Well, I know that bottom tub is silk, but um, that we brought from the shop. That never has not gotten incorporated into the silk. Now, what we what we actually call, like the shelving we have, is we call it our stacks, just like in a library. Yeah. We say, you know, go to the silk stack, go to the uh, knit stack, or whatever. Those are tubs. That one tub right there is satin back crepe or crepe back satin, depending on how you were taught to call it, right? Yeah. And um, it just so happened that I was using a lot of that at one time when I was doing couture gowns for people. And I started working out of that tub. And and it stayed there. So it's a poly product. Yes. And when it's in the tub, it does fine. Yes. Now, I go around and I'll open these tubs and let them breathe occasionally. Right. Kind of bothers me that, you know. So what have we used the uh, crepe back satin, satin back crepe for recently? 
kimonos. 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 That's what we did the trim on the kimonos with. Absolutely. Um, so, and how much yardage do you think we got in there? Oh, there's got to be 50. I would say easy. Yeah. Yeah. And some of the rolls, it's like, it's always really fun to go around in the studio. And so you're looking in the satin bin. Right. And you're like, okay. Oh, I love that purple color. And then it's like, are you going to take it out? And there's going to be like three yards or there's going to be like 10 yards. Right, you know, which, right, which right, is it going to be? Right. And then we sort of, you know, this doesn't. And sometimes there's scraps rolled up within it. That's so you right. don't know that you're getting these scrappy pieces. So when people talk about organizing their fabric, you know, using like Trello or something like that and knowing exactly how much yardage there is, um, you know, for us, like the way our fabric library has developed, I don't think that really works because sometimes I'll get it out and I'll be like, okay, well, this isn't enough satin for the body of the kimono. Right. So it's going to be the trim and I will choose a different for this and a da da da. Well, I think if you remember, this like, pocket. for Sam's kimono, for her and um, Nora, we actually got out three different ones and, you know, we were looking at the color first and then we had to decide was there enough. Right. To do, you know, the two kimonos. Yes. Well, and I think the other thing is when someone talks about those programs or that, mm -hmm. if we inventoried our fabric now, and it, say it was just the two of us doing it. Right. Well, we'd have to put a year aside just to inventory the fabric. It wouldn't be worth we wouldn't, it to we, us. We couldn't get anything else done. Right, right. I mean, and I guess the other thing is, is, all that inventory would do for me is tell me, like, that I had it or where it was. And the way we have this organized, I know where to go to look to see where it is. You know, okay? if I'm going to make this type of garment, I need to go to this area yes. of the library and, and so check you can it out. say, I have read, you know, satin back crepe or crepe back satin, right? You know, how do you describe what color red it is? Right. And how do you know that red? I mean, and even if you take a picture. How do, yeah. I think so. This could so, you know, we, I always lay it out. But we are organized enough. We know where to go. Right. And where to pull it from. Now, I think that if you are using Trello and it's working for you or you're using a spreadsheet, right. like, keep doing it, you know. But if you feel like. And if you can keep up with it. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Keeping but, up with it is another thing. But if you thing. feel like, oh, my gosh, I feel like that stuff doesn't work for me. That's okay, too. There right. are different ways to do it. So um, Some people cut swatches. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, put them in a book. And put them in a book or whatever, or, you know some sort of organization where they have them in behind plastic or uh -huh. whatever, however they do it. Um, now, there are some fabrics rolled up in here, and on them there might be a tag that says pre-wash three yards. Yeah. There's a few things like that. Right. Not many, but a few. <laughs> um, and I used to do that. Mm -hmm. uh, or I used to know that if it had a surged edge, it had been pre-washed. You know, that was sort of my code for it's been pre-washed. Mallory just pulled out a bin that has my striped fabric, my fancy striped fabric, because my fancy striped fabric is in a bin right now, and it's an open bin. It's not closed up. But it is things that are metallic or shiny, um, that sort of striped fabric. I have other striped fabric that is cotton uh, sort of quilting cotton type striped fabric, and that is in a drawer. Okay, and then what about this bin? That is the vinyl bin. 
and it's clear vinyl, and some of it is um, shower curtains because we couldn't find any vinyl at the time, or it's clear vinyl, and we use vinyl for lots of things, to line bags or to make clear bags or, um, what, to make windows on something. What else have we used vinyl for? Um, I think a lot of, I think about bags a lot. With the vinyl, right? I, know. I, I mean, I, that's I that, think of like and pocket, like clear pockets bags. and yeah, stuff like that too. on bags. Well, I think the other thing that we can mention is we actually, because vinyl made me think about this. We have some vinyl pockets, and that were originally used when um, I had a bridal store. Uh huh. And you know, we we used to label the customer's name. And, right and put it on their dress, and then we eventually used those in the in the uh, uh, sewing Mach- machine business, and uh-huh. that's how we labeled people's machines. Machines, you know, and we put them on there with a uh, chenille strip and tied it on, so to speak. And now we have our shelves labeled like that, um, you know. So the vinyl sign says home deck, or the vinyl sign says knit, or you know. Always, always stretch, stretch or whatever or whatever oh and i also or shears or mom didn't mention this when i put this tub on the table i didn't the other sequin tub yeah there's more sequins <laughs> I, t- I said there's sequins in every corner of this yeah place. so there's the... that's not counting like this is sequin yardage I mean, we're not even talking about like the sequins that are on a strip or sequin trim sure sure we're absolutely talking about that so we have we have the sequin yardage that isn't on a bolt so it's in smaller pieces it's smaller pieces they're also in that sequin it's not just dot sequin it's all kinds of sequin yes and there's that stretch right. sequin that we bought right. to make a it's ballroom dress of for me yes and then i ended up making my maternity fancy outfit there's all kinds there's sequin left over from other People's Other, dresses and right. all kinds of sequins. I guess I don't throw any sequin fabric away. Well, why yeah. would you, right? right. Yes. Right. Well, there's a couple bolts of sequin over there, too, by the home deck. And then on the other side of the studio. In past, the true stacks, where kind of, it's just yeah. shelves, shelves, shelves. Where it's just purely fabric. The fabric isn't sort of like. So the shelves are about, what, seven feet high. They're almost to the ceiling. Yeah. And there's. Four to five shelves on each one, and they're about, uh, I think they are four feet wide and 15 inches deep or 14 inches deep. No, they're they're wider than four feet. Don't, I thought they look like... No, I think, oh, they're, you think four. they're four feet. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah. Yeah, so they these are like industrial shelves that you right. can get at like a... A big you know, chrome industrial shelf. A lot of times you put them see, together yourself. You'll see them in a commercial kitchen a lot of times. Right, and they're on yeah. they're on wheels. Right. So we can move them if we and wanted we have, to. Over and over yep. and over and over again. Now there's a flannel section. There is a flannel section. A baby flannel section. Well, are all flannel, but it's mostly yeah. baby flannel. Yeah. And I used to make a lot of baby items um, and a lot of baby blankets. You remember when... We used to make a lot of those as gifts, yes, too. Yes, do. And I would do one side of the blanket would be flannel, and the other side oftentimes would be satin. Mm-hmm. And then a lot of times it had a black and white striped bias bias binding that was yeah that's right so they get that black and white stripe on on the 45 degree angle and it went and then we had the baby's name in the corner or sometimes the birth date or whatever yeah whatever was available to us or whatever Uh yeah that that was always so that that's high on a shelf and there are is a couple bolts of flannel 
and some other flannel and some scraps of flannel. Also up there, for some reason, because below it is more like quilting cottons, I would say, uh -huh. or just general straight cottons, so to speak, um, we have, let me count them, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. There's 10 flat bolts of fabric up there that started out as 15-yard right, um, put-ups. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, and I know that there happens to be some on the floor over there in a, in a, um, in a box in as a well. plastic box. Yeah. Yeah. And over more. there we've got wools as well There's, on the other wool side. Has, wool has one good shelf. Yeah. And we have our stretch knits over there. We do. Now we can't see these right now. So I'm going to run over there real quick. Uh oh, she's running over to I'm just going to pull over a couple of them. I'm just going to show them to mom and you can tell me where they came from, okay? Oh, I can tell you what section and how it's labeled in no, the like when you bought it. Oh, when I bought it. When, when I bought it. Oh my it. gosh. You think I should identify like time and place? Oh, well that came from Stevens College, didn't it? Yep. You got that. Yep, talk about that. Yep. What would you call that? It is a Brocade, polyester, white and silver brocade. Yes, lots of things. Lots of things. Okay, um, I'm waiting for you to pull something out. What I'm looking at right now is actually our tool section that I can see from this side. And we have all colors of tool and everything. Okay, Mallory has holding up lace with um, some metallic in it. I don't know what that white one is. I can't see it well enough. It's stretch netting with some Oh, stretch So all of those things were... From costuming, uh, dance costuming, I believe. That was actually a dress I made to for myself to go to someone's wedding that Mallory also wore to homecoming. And, you know, that was, um, it's a metallic polyester with, with a metallic in it. It's a mauve -y color with a gold metallic in it. And that was actually home deck, Mallory. Yeah, I know. Okay. We have boas. <laughs> Why did I have red and blue boas, or red and purple? What is that? I don't know. What would I have had those for? I don't remember. That had to be a show choir thing. Yeah. And then this is a knit, I believe, from Vogue. And it is a velvet knit with a gold lurex going through it. Yeah, the lurex. Th there should be three yards of that because I've never cut into it. Yeah, so... um. The over there is kind of where we go for our garment fabric. I think right. like in the stacks, a lot of times, you know, over on that side of the studio, it's kind of where we well, go most to hunt. of our stuff is garment, I would say. But yeah. it, it, but that's also where most like the usable stuff. I, what do I want to say? Like by usable, it's just it's the what most we common. use. It's what yeah. we go to, right? I guess I don't like always like stack. run to the silk. Mm -hmm. I have a couple you know? pieces of mud cloth up there that actually. Um, if everybody knows what that is, it's an African type uh, fabric, and Jen, uh, Wynn gave those to me. Yeah, and so we've got lace over there as well. Right, a bunch lace of yardage sheer lace. and lace. Actually, on the bottom shelf over there is a lot of home deck trim, um, which is what uh, lots of fringe and stuff and cording, and, all sorts of things yeah. over there. So, yeah, those are the stacks. And then we have some knits over yonder that have not been, like, categorized yet. I've been recategorizing them, actually. Okay, so tell us yes, about your... I separated out the knits. At one time, all the knits were together. Uh-huh. 
and now I've separate, separated out knits to, um, you know, a two-way stretch and a four-way stretch knit. So yes. because just because when you go, you really need there that is a significance difference when you go to make a garment. Right. You need to know if it's at one time always. I had lycra in its own section. Right. Because I didn't have that much lycra. Now I've got lycra coming out of my ears. Yeah, now we have a ton. So your right. fabric library might evolve over time well, too. Well, or the space that you use for a particular category changes. You know, I don't collect dot sequin quite as often. Right. Anymore. Currently. Yeah. Um, there's a section with fur in it that's over here by the silks that's left over from costuming. Well, and there's a bunch of like lace and sheer fabrics. Uh huh. I do have shears. I feel like that is a lot of costuming as well. Yes. Yes. It's not a lot of stuff that we use in our everyday not sewing. Right. And I used to use that every day because I costumed every day. Well, and actually, right. Or, really... And I did, and I did a lot of, um, special, you know, special occasion. Work. Right. Yeah. It's actually, lace is so hot right now. I should just like sew up some Go of that again. stuff. Right. You know? it's, right. Just, it's, you know, cool to use. Absolutely. As outerwear and everything like that. So, yeah, I just, I. And then there's a section over there with the stuff that we sell. Yes. Some or of the fabric to, we sell. Used to sell. Yes. Yeah, some of the fabric we yeah. sell are used but to sell. The cotton organdy and the. Um, there's no cotton organdy the, over there right the now. Ma- <laughs> the mesh. It's where the cotton organdy belongs. Where it would be. Right. The mesh. And there's some. You, I know Rachel's listening. There's she's some like, denim me. left over. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of denim for personal use and some right. things like that. So, yeah, there's a ton of fabric here. And I just want everybody to know that we sort of organize it in terms of usage, usage, usage yes. more than more than really any other I knew someone qualifier. that worked for Martha Stewart. Uh-huh. Okay. And her, their studio... Their fabric library was organized by color, and I thought it was the dumbest thing I ever heard. <laughs> well, if they have all the same type of fabric. I don't, but can you believe it was all the same? Well, yeah, if I had all quilting cotton, I would Yeah. Do but do you think Martha Stewart had just cotton? Uh, maybe. I don't know, maybe. I don't think so she makes clothes. If you're a quilter, if I had a quilting section, yes, yes I'd have it by color. Right, right. But... If I have all these different, I wouldn't put like a sheer red with the poly, whatever red with a stretch red with a. That wouldn't serve our purposes. Yeah, I would just be confusing. Well, this I is... would think I had. I what would bother me is I would think, oh, I probably have a stretch red, and it wouldn't be. Um, that kind of I think goes with a big, what do I want to say, concept that we have tried to drive home over and over again on this podcast is that the character of the pattern and the way the pattern is drafted is highly dependent on the type of fabric so we're kind of going for fabric character right i mean i know you do have that well i think i think the the other thing that we also try and drive home to people is do what works for you right okay organization when someone says, I need to organize my fabric, not everyone's fabric needs to be organized the same way. Right. Especially like uh, when you say, when we say organi- organize it by usage, maybe that's sort of the best way to coin it. Because if you're a quilter, you may be organizing one way. If you're a garment sewer, you may be organizing another. If you sew for other people, you may be organizing in another way. Mm-hmm. If you make costumes... I used to have all the costuming fabric in one section. Right. Which meant 
most of the crappy fabric or or fabric that maybe I bought thinking this would work for costumes. Right. You know, and I had it in that section. I wasn't planning on making myself a garment out of the costume fabric. Right. So organize I think if people are, you know, or if you if you have a big quilting stash, it, the thing about quilting fabric is it is mostly the same or very similar substrate. Well, well right. I mean, we're talking about people that are quilting with cotton. Yeah. You know, there are People who do art quilts, sure, that they, no, they're yeah. not worried about the fabric no, content. I'm not, I'm not talking about that, right. but yeah. So you know, if you do want to organize your quilting area by color, I think that makes sense. But yeah, just think about how you're using fabrics, or you know, we have an area that's like linings. Yep, as we well. have all the li- we have all the linings in one place. We have, we do have um, some an interfacing area. Yes. You know, and then we have a stabilizing area. Yep. And then we have thread areas and we have different thread areas. We have Well, yeah, we won't talk yeah. about that. Yeah. That's different podcast. Right. Okay. <laughs> yes. talk about that. We're no, but uh, about but that. I think you're right. Our threads are arranged by usage. Yes. It's not like the all the purple serger in construction and stretch. Right. Not and all the purple thread threads are together. Are together. No. They're very much organized like our fabric. By how utility. we use them. Yes. Yeah. Okay, well, we will um, try to snap a bunch of pics of the fabric library and uh, put them up in the show notes for you at sewhere.com. Uh, you can get a hold of us via email at mallory at sewhere.com. We are at ZD Sewing Studio on Instagram. And mom, so long and so happy. Thanks for listening to Sewing Out Loud. For even more expert sewing advice, visit sewhere.com. Hey y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com. Hey, y'all, Darius Rucker here. You know, a lot of people ask me, what inspires your music? And one of the big things is a strong sense of place. That's why I love my home state of South Carolina and want to share the awesome things it has to offer. From the beautiful mountains down to the sunny coast, it's got it all. Not to mention two of my personal favorites, great golf and amazing food. Come see why I love this place. Visit discoversouthcarolina.com.